This podcast is a discussion of Christian devotionals and self-help books and is intended for entertainment purposes only. The ideas discussed on this podcast are adult-themed and come with a blanket trigger warning. The intent of this podcast is not to attack any person who uses or gifts the materials under discussion, nor is it intended as a critique of the author. Rather, it is the ideas and messages we feel are being expressed in the materials that are being reviewed and examined. With expletives. Hi folks, welcome back to Goddamn Devotionals. I'm JR. And this is JP, and if you're still with us after the first episode, you truly are a rock. (laughs) Welcome to another Shorts, where we are going over the second chapter of Lisa Bevere's Adamant. This chapter is called Adamantly Intimate. (laughs) The theme of something being adamant, of course, as you can tell, is going to continue throughout our chapter titles here. And again, we've broken it down into five parts. The intro, uh, usually with a personal anecdote. The connection section, where Lisa connects the introduction story with her main point. Clarification section, being an attempt to explain that main point. I'm looking forward to trying to explain intimacy among rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, rock sex. Great topic. <laughs> And the application section, which is what Lisa wants us as the reader to do with her chapter. And then finally, the closing or ending prayer section. All right. The intro for chapter two does start off with a personal story. Lisa tells us the story of a pregnancy that she has. Now, while being pregnant, she describes having a vision and Jesus speaking with her in that vision. The vision causes her to cry, and after having this vision, she describes this feeling of having been healed of any past hurts that she's experienced. Just any past hurt in general? Like, not falling off her bike, but like, just any hurts? She's she's now been been completely and totally um, removed from all baggage. You know, I honestly don't really remember. <laughs> I feel like there may have been a specific thing that she was talking about. But this is like the summation of her story. This is the main points of her story. She was pregnant. She was sick. Some Jesus visited her. And she was healed of all past hurts. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> connection section. Just so you know, Jesus forgets the only the bad things we do. I'm assuming that means he remembers the good things we do. That's always sort of like... He has um, selective memory. I was going to say, yeah. That's, yes. that's always one of those things that you get told, like, hey, you know what? Um, God throws away all of your the memory of your sin as far as the East is from the West. But no one ever talks about whether or not, hey, anything else you've done, you know, it's all as filthy wags, regardless, good, bad, so... None of it's really worth remembering. <laughs> Apparently, Jesus just, or God, sorry, uh, just has a really shitty memory when it comes to things. Only as long as we ask him to forget. I feel mm. like if we don't ask him to forget, then he'll remember. I feel like, I don't that know. That just creates some sort of weird loop. We're like, hey, could you could you remind me what you forgot? <laughs> Wasn't that what confession is for? It's like, hey, remember these bad things I did? And Jesus goes, of course I remember those bad things I did. You haven't come to confession yet. And you go, well, I'm confessing them and sorry. Jesus goes, oh, wait, what bad things? 
That's that's only if you adoration first, then confession, then thanksgiving. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the old order. act prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. We'll have to talk about that one. Oh, haven't you? Yeah, you didn't experience the the different like acronym prayers out there? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to pull we'll those have out. We'll have to pull those out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So also, we are spirits. As humans, we are we are spirits. Oh, is this the, instead of uh, physical beings with a spirit inside, now we're a spirit wrapped in flesh? Yes, because that way it explains why our bodies always feel weird to us. Mm. Because I don't know about you, but my body's always, I mean, apparently my body is supposed to be feeling weird to me. It really just felt weird to me when I was hitting puberty and it was changing, but now that I'm an adult, it doesn't feel that weird to me, but... I don't know. Maybe the maybe Lisa is talking about some personal experience she has about feeling weird with her own know, body. Like, I don't know. In college, every once in a while, I come across somebody doing the whole like, "This hand, is this my hand? Whose hands are these?" sort of thing. Usually, it was you know, helped mm. along with something else. But are we saying that Lisa did something in college to <laughs> have an to out of feel, body experience? Feel uncomfortable with herself. <gasps> Well, it sounds like she was having an out-of-body experience in this personal anecdote where she's she's having some sort of crisis and she has a visitation from, from God. Who knows? Maybe she maybe she ascended halfway, three-quarters of the way. Maybe she hit the clouds and bounced back down. I think she's trying to... <laughs> Ricochet. Ricochet. I think she's talking about physical limitations feeling odd, mm-hmm. as in, like, my mind thinks that I can do, you know, hardcore, hardcore, and jump <laughs> into an, you know, and break my leg, and or jump off of the hall, tall place, and I shouldn't be breaking my leg. I think I shouldn't have physical limitations. Oh, okay. Because my mind thinks I should be able to do stuff. And apparently, that's because we are meant to do things. Spirit things. Maybe she wrote this chapter after watching The Matrix. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, next is the clarification section. So let's see if she, like, clears this up a little bit, all mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> let's see. First of all, there continues to be a lot of definitions of vocabulary words in this chapter. Oh, Lord. Like, the purpose seems to be so that those words can be used to make the points that Lisa wants to make. And with those newly slash specifically defined words, we can learn who we are and what we're made for, which is God. Wait, we're God? We're, we're made for God. Made for God, okay. Yeah. And we As... supposed to be, you know, because, because she does the whole, like, let's divide a person into body, soul, and spirit. She does that, like... Mm-hmm try person experience or label ident- I don't know whatever she splits the person up and then goes says that hey this is fact this is how the person is even though historically that's not how people have been thought of but okay um that's what you know that's what she does um so what were some of her words or points in the clarification section so okay so God brings life mm-hmm Whereas living by labels or the letter of the law brings death. I think that's an attempt to say this book is not being legalistic, but I'm not sure. Usually whenever someone is trying to say whatever they're writing or saying is not legalism uh, or legalistic, then 
you pretty much nine times out of ten can go, yeah, this is going to end up being rules. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't didn't make a whole lot of notes for this clarification section because, like the chapter before it, it was pretty confusing. I mean, there's several assertions that are made about what God wants for you or what God wants from you, and there's several assertions made about the nature of God and what he does, but none of those assertions are particularly important or relevant to the chapter, uh, except to reinforce the application section. Um, or provide a reason for doing what Lisa thinks you should do. So really the whole point of this chapter is to get around to this is what you need to be doing. As a spirit. As a spirit, yes. So moving on to the application section. You know how we as humans crave intimacy and only God can fulfill that craving? We're just taking this as a matter of fact. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how does God fulfill that craving? By being godlike. So our... our, Wait. It's the whole God-shaped hole in my heart. Fill it with more God. Fill it with God. Yeah. So only God, being shaped like God, can fill that God-shaped hole in the heart. See, but in my head now, I'm just hearing Daniel Craig and... uh... Um, that, uh, it, inside the donut was a hole, but inside the oh, hole, knives out. Knives out, <laughs> yeah. there was a hole, inside that there was another donut with another hole. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the point of this application section seems to be that you're broken and only God is whole. A broken thing plus, like, you can't fix yourself with somebody else. A broken thing plus a broken thing doesn't equal a whole thing, but a broken thing plus a whole thing does equal a whole thing. This is going off the donut metaphor, I guess, from, you know, that movie. (laughs) It's... I am slightly now less confused than I was 30 seconds ago, and I was going, okay, there was a personal anecdote, she, what, what was, something was wrong with her, and now she... She's a spirit. Okay, now I'm starting to finally grasp the point she's trying to make, which is she was broken before Jesus had gave her like a visitation, made her well. So for all of us who are spirits with something broken in us, she's saying you have to, to fill that hole, that brokenness, with God. There. Yes. Okay. That's a beautiful summation of a very confusing chapter. Also, going back back to like the like the, the first chapter being about us all being rocks. Now, so these are like, I I remember lessons like this that were much much more simplistic in Sunday school. <laughs> she, she doesn't really stay on a very straight trajectory. She gets caught up in a lot of like definitions and stuff. Mm. And this seems to be this book so far with the connections you've made. This book seems to be about her taking like a Sunday school adage like there's a hole in your heart that only God can fill and making a whole chapter about it and trying to like back it up with Bible language and definitions in order to sound smart it's kind of like that really poor poor, poorly constructed Christianese yes (laughs) all right closing section Uh, Lisa closes this with a prayer that God will make you feel like he is the highest goal of your life and that you'll feel good serving him forever. 
again, this sort of just, it's so Sunday school-esque of just like, God, please make my so-and-so feel better and be good and life will be good and nothing will be bad and take all my problems away. Yes. Amen. Because I'm a spirit who is broken, but also a rock. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> chapter two thanks folks for sitting with us through this uh this short episode i have um, no idea how we sat through this short episode <laughs> this <Thanks>. is... <laughs> so um yeah if you have any experience with um holes in your heart or geode sex um <laughs> yes what happened to the this the, the name of the chapter was adamant intimacy or adamantly intimate and i'm going Wait, I was all ready for, for more rock imagery. And, I think and she was just talking about filling holes. I think that's it. That's all she was getting at in this chapter. <laughs> and so it if was you a, have It experience. was a complete letdown, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if you have experience filling holes or and you'd like to fill our inbox with uh, stories no, about filling no, holes. <laughs> no, do not fill the inbox with stories of holes or rocks. No. <laughs> You'll find our contact information in the show notes. And um, we'll see you next time. Maybe. God help us. <laughs> For another episode or another short, whichever one we put out. <laughs> All right, folks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>